Hey everyone, this is Paige Bierman, and you are listening to the Redeemed Women Podcast. I'm excited to talk with Lindsay Smith. Um, I think our conversation is so beneficial for so many of us women at Redeemer. She uh, really just talks about mentoring and um, what that has looked like in her own life and how mentoring has really brought her closer uh, and in her relationship with the Lord. But also, I think she dispels some of the myths and some of the scary things we might believe about uh, one-on-one discipleship or, or mentoring other women. Um, I think sometimes we can feel like we have nothing to share. Or maybe we might be nervous to ask someone to meet with us. And so Lindsay and I talk through um, what's a biblical framework for this spiritual friendship or mentoring, but also um, practically, what does this look like? So I hope you enjoy our conversation. And without further ado, we're going to hop into a conversation with Lindsay Smith, a faithful member, women's ministry deacon, children's ministry extraordinaire, Anything else you want to add to your resume, the Redeemer resume? Oh, my goodness. You made me sound way better than I feel like I am, but <laughs> glad to be here. Okay, so Lindsay, I want to hear just a little bit about you, your upbringing, where are you from, your family? Yeah, yeah. So my name's Lindsay. I was born in a small town in South Alabama, Bruton, Alabama. It's on your way to the beach. Um, sweet, sweet town. My parents were very strong believers and They raised uh, my sisters and myself in a loving Christian home. We were in church every time the doors were open, but church was not the only um, impetus, I guess, for Christian life. My parents were strong believers who showed us what it looked like to um, be a Christian. And because of their lives and um, the Lord's sweet goodness, I came to know him as my own Lord and Savior at a very young age. And I'm just thankful for their love for the Lord, their love for the church, and how that has formed me for basically all the days of my life. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Um, So then tell me, how did you get to Redeemer? Yes. So I feel like I probably have a story unlike most folks that are at Redeemer. I actually came to Redeemer as part of an assignment. Oh, So I was at um, Beeson Divinity School getting my uh, MDev degree, and as part of one of the classes, we were instructed to attend an Ash Wednesday service at a church that was not our current church. So I was friends with a few folks at the time who attended Redeemer. They had an Ash Wednesday service, and so I thought, well, I'll try that out. So I came. It was actually the very first service that was held in this building that we're in right now. So I loved it. But what I loved the most was what I saw as community. I saw that even from a person who came. I attended by myself, but I saw people who seemed to really know and care for one another. And so I decided, um, in addition to attending the church, I was on staff actually at a different church in the area, but I started coming on Sunday nights and just fell in love with the way that Joel and the others um, taught truth and did that unashamedly. And it was not long after that I um, became a member. Wow. Yeah. So I did not know I, that. I owe it to, to Beeson and to my ecclesiology and worship class and the assignment. So, so yeah, it's been a great six plus years. I was about to ask. Yeah. Is that six years ago? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so one of the things I know about you 
is that your heart really beats for mentorship mentorship yes um you actually did a talk back uh when was that like a couple Probably, years ago uh-huh, a couple Not summers ago two I summers think. ago I think so. about spiritual friendship um and in it you discuss a lot of just life on life mentorship discipleship um and so I could tell you were a little passionate about that topic <laughs> and you and I have had other conversations about this topic and honestly I just think your words and your passion for mentorship is such a service to our church and to our women and so that's really what I want to talk about. Um, but before we hop in, let's kind of define that. What is mentorship? When I say that, what are we actually talking about? For sure. So if we, you know, look up the word mentor, just pick up your dictionary. And we learn there that it's an experienced and trusted advisor. Okay. So that's just basic. You can find mentors in all kinds of things, you know, whether it's in your your personal life, your work life, wherever that is. Um, and the idea of mentoring, you know, if I were to pull out my Bible and look it up in the back of the of the Bible in your mm-hmm. concordance, you're not actually going to see the word mentor. Or if you do, let me know. I have not found it yet. Um, I've diligently looked, but you do see the idea all through Scripture. And so what I've kind of, you know, I'm no pro when it comes to, you know, writing a definition for something. Um, But I think we're talking about mentors and specifically when I'm talking about a mentor, I'm talking about a spiritual mentor right here in this podcast. And I would say that's someone who doesn't just advise, but someone who walks alongside another believer, who offers wisdom, who offers encouragement with the goal of growing in godliness mm-hmm. and the ultimate goal of bringing glory to the Lord. So it's not something that you're trying to boast in yourself. It's not um, trying to make someone else better. You are aiming to look more like Christ. Does that make sense? Totally. Our good pal Matt Francisco <laughs> says this all the time. It's like ingrained in my memory. But um, his his go-to quote is, we're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. bread. Um, I don't know that I've sat through a class or a meeting with Matt Francisco in which he doesn't talk about this. So it makes a lot of sense why he's our pastor of discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that's what you just described. It's not that I know anything more or that I'm just brilliant. It's just one beggar trying to tell another beggar where to find bread. Um, through friendship and discipleship, all of that. But you mentioned, you know, we can't find the word mentorship in our concordance, which is a real bummer. But you mentioned that it's all throughout scripture. So where would we find it? Where would we find a biblical basis for mentorship? So we, like I said, we don't see that exact word, but we do see throughout scripture, the idea of mentorship. Some of my favorite places to find it are in the Old Testament. One of my favorites for sure is with the lives of Moses and Joshua and how Moses um, so tenderly and kindly leads and teaches and does that humbly uh, to Joshua, knowing, especially when he finds out that he's not going to be able to make it into the promised land. He doesn't hold that back from Joshua and It's one of my, just a good, sweet reminder whenever I find um, or get discouraged and kind of think, 
maybe I see someone that I'm mentoring and I feel like they're excelling in ways that, that, um, that I know that I want them to, but maybe my flesh is kind of hurt a little bit. I'm reminded of the story of Moses and Joshua. Of course, we see it in Ruth and Naomi. Uh, we see it in Elizabeth and Mary. We see it certainly in Jesus and the disciples and uh, in, in the epistles with Paul and Timothy. So I think we, there's mentoring everywhere you look. You know, there's not a genre. There's not um, really any kind of part of scripture. You can't go many pages without just seeing um, that idea of community, life on life, teaching and pouring into someone else. So, of course, there's lots of scriptures too, specific ones. You know, one of my favorites is the Great Commission, where it tells us to go and make disciples and to teach them. You know, I think we oftentimes we think of evangelism, and that is certainly a part of the Great Commission, but that's also very much wrapped in mentoring. We make disciples um, by teaching, and that yeah. that's done over a long process. You know, it doesn't say make believers; it says make disciples, and that's a very different thing. Um, I'm sure you probably thought the first scripture that I'd point out would be Titus 2. Uh, and that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. So, so let's, I don't want anybody to think that I, that I don't know about Titus 2. I certainly <laughs> do. Um, but I think um, it's often used and it's a wonderful passage um, mm-hmm. to encourage and to encourage us to not grow weary in teaching um, the younger believer. But the reason that I don't point it out first, I think, is just because I want folks to know that it's in a lot of other places. It's not just in that one place that you might remember, you know, it's just kind of all it's laced throughout. And when we kind of read through scripture with an eye to see, um, we'll see it everywhere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess to back up a little bit, what, I mean, other than just being a believer and you're quoting the great commission and seeing the biblical basis for mentorship, um, what has been your own experience with mentorship? Like what were you mentored at a younger age? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, um, I would say I was, but I didn't really recognize it at first as being mentored. Um, so the first experience that I had with mentorship was when I was in middle school. And I, like many girls that I know, loved to babysit. And (laughs) one mom in particular um, chose to invest in me just as I was investing in her family. And she, for me, really modeled what it looked like to pursue Christ. And so Mm. at first, I just watched and I saw someone other than my mom who had their Bible out and you know, I would go and, you know, take care of her kids in the morning while she would go to work out. But I could see from um, the way that her Bible was open that she had spent time with the Lord that day. And so she began to be someone who I would um, ask questions of, and she encouraged me. And a couple years later, I was in high school and she and her family, they moved um, to out of state, but we continue to stay in touch and 20 years later, it is not uncommon for me to receive a phone call or a text from her just letting me know that she's thinking of me and praying for me. So, so yeah, so I would say it was, um, through specifically her impact that I realized this is important and this Mm -hmm. is a need. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, at the time didn't really know that it was 
we were really commanded to do it, you yeah. know, but I would say as I've grown in my love for the Lord and grown in my knowledge of the word, I've realized what a gift that was that I had the mm-hmm. opportunity to have that mentoring so early on. And um, it's something that I've been passionate about um, passing along mm-hmm. and also seeking out ever since. Sweet. Um, one of the things you said at the very beginning was you didn't at the time recognize it as mentorship. Um, I think that's actually quite common. I think Mm -hmm. I had a similar experience where I was regularly meeting with a woman who had multiple children, very Mm -hmm. busy days, but would carve out time to have breakfast with me, um, and, and ask pointed questions, um, you know, and really take the time to get to know me and hear what I was struggling with. And this was in college. And yeah, at the time I didn't recognize it as mentoring, but same, like I look back now and I'm like, I learned so much Yes, and was really pushed toward godliness just in having breakfast or same babysitting her kids and just, they would come home and I would chat with her and her husband for a little bit. But I don't know, I think it's pretty common because a lot of times when we think of mentorship, we think very formal, which certainly is a thing. Um, and what would you say to that? What, what would be... You know, I think what you were describing was a little bit more of an informal mentorship. What What's the difference between the two? Right. I think exactly what you said. There are multiple ways to mentor. Yeah. And one is not better than the other. I think there have been over my course of many years, there have been times where I have been formally and informally mentored and mm-hmm. I've done the same for mm-hmm. others. And I think that's one of the myths is Mm -hmm. one of the myths that we kind of have that in order to mentor something, mentor someone, you have to do this way. This is the formula. This is the curriculum that you go through. And while there are certainly um, many formal things that you can do, that's not the only way to be mentored. And I know personally, I've grown considerably through both through both um sometimes it is you know just as you said sitting across from someone drinking coffee and someone asking the question of how's your heart how's your heart before the lord simple as that question you know which is not a simple question (laughs) yeah but um you know how's your heart before the lord and then just offering time and space to answer and someone who as I as I answer that question who is kind um, but also willing to maybe point out um, a miss a miss uh, a lie that I'm believing about something or a mistruth that I have kind of claimed Uh, and also sometimes it is much more formal you know we're going to meet every week or every other week and we're going to go through this book of the Bible or we're going to memorize this scripture. I think um, what I would just kind of encourage someone to say is there's no right or wrong way. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do think that at times we may, seasons of life or the need for growth may kind of lend us to one or the other Mm -hmm. and we'll just kind of know. You'll know if sometimes I think I've had a lot of kind of informal mentoring going on and I need a little kick in the pants. I need someone that's going to say, hey, Lindsay, we're going to meet every week Mm -hmm. or we're going to meet every other week and we're going to go through X, Y, or Z. And that's helpful to me. Um, And sometimes that's maybe not so needed. Maybe I already kind of have a lot of formal things. I know when I was um, when I was at Beeson, one more book to read was yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> there was you. no, there was yeah. no one more. There was no time for that. Right. Um, 
And so I had no real super formal mentoring, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of informal mentoring that was um, just as beneficial during that season. Yeah. I think that's such a good point um, regarding like seasons of life and knowing, you know, yeah, when you're in seminary, you are walking through a very formal um, program of knowing your Bible more, knowing God more. Um, so, yeah, and, and you're reading bajillions of books <laughs> and writing papers on said books. So, yeah, I could imagine a formal relationship sitting down with a book, you going like, uh-uh, I got to tap out. But, yeah, I mean, I guess. But that doesn't give you a pass from mentoring altogether. Yeah. I can't just say, hey, for the next four years, I'm out. You know, I think I can say, I can give myself grace mm-hmm. to say, for this period of time, this is a little too much. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would not have gotten through seminary had it not been for kind mentors. Um, and I also think it was a really good for me. One of the reasons that I went to seminary was because I wanted to grow in wisdom as I was teaching those younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so one of the sweetest, kindest gifts the Lord gave me while I was going through seminary was to continually have me in relationship with girls that were younger than me. Yeah. And so on the days, many days where I found myself weeping and asking the Lord, could I please quit? Yeah. Um, he would graciously and kindly oftentimes bring a girl with a question into my text calling onto my doorstep. And I'll be reminded, this is why I'm here. You know, I'm here for this. So it was a, for me, it was a really good blend of being poured into and also pouring into others, which really did kind of help me keep going in that direction. That makes sense. And I think, you know, the majority of the women at Redeemer don't have MDiv degrees. Um, And I think that feeling of maybe not knowing the answer or not feeling like you even know your Bible well enough to mentor someone can kind of keep us out of the game. Um, So what would you say to someone like that? Someone who maybe just feels intimidated to mentor someone? For sure. First, I would say, don't worry. Even if you gave hours and hours and hours of time and slaved away and a lot of money and have your MDiv, you still don't know just about anything. So (laughs) um, be encouraged in that. Um, But to that kind of idea of being intimidated. Um, if I've had a lot of women who've sat across the table and said, I just don't know if I could do that. You know, I don't know if I could do what you do. I tell them you can do it. You know, it's in our minds, we have it um, built up as something really big. I think that's maybe one of the yeah. gifts that I have is that I kind of started this when I was way young. You know, I really, I kind of started mentoring girls when I was 15. So I've mm-hmm. been doing it for well over half my life. So maybe some of the, some of maybe a little bit of my confidence is in the length that I've done it. Um, but I would just kind of tell you that you can do it and just kind of almost, I don't know, sometimes I feel like some of my fears are put to rest by almost just saying that those things are going to happen. You know, there are going to be times where you're asked a question and you don't know the answer. There are going to be times where you royally mess up. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. The Lord is really, really good at using people who are flawed. 
I, I mean, I'm at the top of the list of that, but I know that my intentions are good. And I pray often that the Lord would take away any kind of misintention. So I think, you know, just because you're intimidated doesn't give you a pass. Yeah. Um, none of us are super Christians. Um, and being a mentor doesn't mean that you've got to know everything. You know, I sit across the table from many women who I think you've got this way, way more. You've got this way. You understand this a whole lot better than I do now, much less than I did when I was, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years younger. Uh, but that's the beauty. There's a lot of just sweet kindness to that. And so I would just say, I understand that you might be intimidated, but that doesn't give you a pass and um, you can do it. And whenever I found myself um, being weak, I know that those are the times where I really lean into the Lord, which is kind of the double win because there I am sitting, you know, in prayer before I meet with a girl praying and asking the Lord for wisdom and guidance. And it's just a sweet reminder to me as I prepare to mentor someone that the Lord is really the one that's doing the work and praise the Lord. What a sweet kindness that he allows me a seat in that, but it's not me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's not me. It's not me one bit. And it is really just the Lord and the Holy spirit that um, is working kind of through me. Yeah. Um, and I just get a front row seat and it's just a sweet blessing. So if you're intimidated, join, it's okay. join the crowd, <laughs> do it, do it a little scared. Everybody's scared. I mean, yeah. I get scared all the time whenever I, I'm mentoring someone that I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my goodness, what is this, what is this going to be like? Is this going to be hard or what's, what's she going to want? That kind of thing. Um, so I've, like I said, I've done it for years and I still yeah. get a little nervous. That's okay. I have a question. I wonder, you know, I think. Sometimes the, um, I tend to want to talk about or feel more competent at talking or teaching about things I have experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but sometimes you're mentoring someone and they're experiencing something you have actually never experienced. Um, and so there can be this feeling of like, I don't know how to tell you to walk through this. Like, I've never done that before. Um, Have you ever experienced that? I mean, I know I have myself. Maybe it's a diagnosis or a stage of life issue or whatever the the thing might be. But, yeah, it can sometimes be like, I have no clue. I've never experienced this before. For sure. Um, I certainly have. I mean, I'm a gal who is single in her mid-30s. So a lot of times I've mentored you know, moms who are in the throes with children. I've mentored um, girls who are going through horrific breakups, just Mm -hmm. to kind of name a couple of things. Um, And one of the things I remind myself whenever the enemy, that's Satan, that kind of is telling us like, you don't know, or how could you give any wisdom? You know, one of the things that my pastor used to tell me when I was growing up is that, you know, you may not be able to turn in the back of your Bible and find wisdom for specific area, Mm -hmm. you know, wisdom for, you know, a breakup, but you do find wisdom about relationships. So I think one of the gifts that I found, I mean, this happened even a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to um, a gal that I've been mentoring and she's been really kind of struggling with a recent breakup that she's had and just some more new, just kind of feelings that she's kind of developed around um, the person that she's no longer dating. And I told her, I said, 
I, I don't know those feelings, but I have had those feelings towards someone else. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you some things that I have done to not harbor bitterness and anger towards someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and what I've found over the years is one, just kind of recognizing and saying, I don't know. You know, I think that's a, that's for me when someone comes in and wants to tell me that they know all the answers, I probably am not really interested in hearing that, Yeah. you know? So I think sometimes that's a gift of someone who just kind of says, I don't know, I have not been in that spot and I'm not saying that I have, but these are the things that I know about the Lord. These are Mm -hmm. the things that I've found true to be, found to be true over and over again throughout his word. I know what the Lord's faithfulness means, and it means this. Uh, I know that the Lord calls us to love our enemies and pray for those who are hurting us. So if this ex of yours is hurting you, let's pray for him. And that doesn't sound fun. That also didn't sound fun when I had to pray for a person that I didn't think was my friend. But kind of, I think, just overarching wisdom as mentors, we give wisdom. So um, wisdom kind of translates to lots of different you know, specific situations. Does that make sense? It's kind of above the situation itself. So, and some of that kind of comes, you know, with time, you know, maybe you get a little bit more confident in the um, ability to do it. But um, yeah, I'd say that, and then then there's sometimes where it's just so far over my head and I just don't know. And I just say, you know, I don't know, but maybe I might know someone who might. And that's another yeah. kind of fun fun part of being able to kind of connect some some folks who, who I say, I've never been here and I don't really know what I can tell you, but I do know someone else that does. And that's, I think that's a, a great answer too, you Pre- know? Priesthood of all believers. That's right, like, that's right. I'm not here for everything. Something. That's right, yeah. that's right. Um, so we've talked a lot about the mentor side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are plenty of reasons that people are nervous to ask to be mm-hmm. mentored as well mm-hmm. um have I actually asked someone to be my mentor one time and she told no told me no and I am like the most easily embarrassed person ever and I took it really hard yeah but I don't know I guess I would like to know your thoughts on that I think you know either s- someone's like me and is just scared to hear the word no or I don't know what are some other reasons that people might be nervous to ask to be mentored and then kind of what's the truth on that obviously we know they should so like how do you overcome those fears Mm -hmm. to um being mentored yeah i would say first kind of in that way of you know if you're afraid to ask or you've asked and someone has said no try again find whether it's asking the same person again Mm -hmm. or it's finding someone else you know i think mentoring is a relationship period. So, you know, think of other relationships that we may have. Maybe it's a a dating relationship, a relationship with a friend, a relationship with a counselor. Mm -hmm. It's not often that we hit one out of the park the first time, you know, and so sometimes we ask, I think I would tell you, you know, if you've asked and someone said no, I don't know exactly why they said no. They could have had a legitimate reason, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they were mentoring for other people formally and that, that was the reason that was the reason <laughs> you know and they're and they she was wanted, super popular well they were mentoring <laughs> I, I've had to say no to someone too and mm-hmm. so some of that is there was a gal fairly recently that asked um, if she said I've heard that you mentor other people I would love to be mentored and I was looking at my schedule I was already 
formally mentoring a few other girls and she'd never been mentored before and really wanted to be. And I just prayed about it and just knew that I was not the right person to do it. Um, mainly because I wanted her to have a great experience and I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to give her a really great formal mentoring experience. The hope is that when I'm saying no, uh, that I can say, here's someone else. Maybe yeah. here's another kind of recommendation or tell me a little bit more about you. Um, and maybe I can kind of help you find somebody else. Uh, but I don't think it gets, it doesn't get you off the hook from asking again, yeah. you know, and just you know, asking the Lord to give you eyes to see somebody who knows who it might be. If it's someone who is, you know, if here we are right now recording this in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, maybe it's someone that is sitting around you in the parking deck church, mm -hmm. you know, or hopefully one day we'll be back in service again. And maybe it's someone who is in your prayer group and you just hear just their heart for something and you just put yourself out there. I mean, that's yeah. kind of, that's part of it. And I, you know, there are not, um, and this is a, another conversation that I will not be a part of, but you know, <laughs> gals, we're not really taught as women to be the one who asks someone out on a date, you know, yeah. that's kind of, you know, taboo or whatever. Um, so it's hard for us to ask someone to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, and certainly I think on that other side, I have asked to mentor someone. I've seen someone that I really um, could thought uh, needed to be mentored and I've asked them and sometimes they've said no. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I throw in the towel and say, you know, I'm no good at this and I shouldn't do it. Right. Uh, I think the, hopefully that both sides are approaching that with prayer. Um, but I would just say, you know, if you get a no, no matter what side you're on, that doesn't mean that you're off the hook and that yeah. you don't have to ask again. And, you know, um, just kind of brush yourself off a little bit and try again. It's not like you have to report and tell everybody I asked. And yeah, we're everybody, actually going to you know, make you like go to the yeah. front of church. Like I asked. I asked and everyone said, you know, this person said no. So I think, you know, just, I would also just kind of encourage you. One of the things is to really think about what you're looking for in a mentor. Yes. You know, um, that's helpful to me as a person who's sitting on the other side, both. And I try to be really upfront whenever I am asking someone to mentor me, you know, it's kind of, you know, if you just think that the analogy I often give is, you know, if you're going to the store and you know what you're looking for, it's oftentimes more likely that you will be able to find it. If you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for X, Y, or Z. I can go in and I can find it. Now, sometimes you'll just kind of have something that's like, oh, that's perfect, you know, mm -hmm. and that does happen sometimes. But oftentimes, mentors don't just kind of fall out of the sky. And so I think sometimes, especially for us younger gals who might be asking someone older or, you know, more spiritually mature to uh, mentor us, one of the things is, they may have not ever been mentored and they may think, you know, we kind of talked about being intimidated. They yeah. may be intimidated to do it. So I think kind of going in there and um, singing their praises, telling mm -hmm. them how great they are and why you want to learn from them and what that would maybe look like to you. That may help them help them a little bit. That may kind of ease the mind of, hey, I'm not asking that we sit down and we read through, you know, the book of Romans, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not asking that. I'm asking that we have coffee once a month, you know, and that may grow into something else. You may say, right. if we could do that for six months and then, you know, we'll just kind of see where it goes, you know, and that could kind of evolve to something else, but almost, you know, kind of setting the bar a little bit lower with your expectations mm -hmm. and then giving an opportunity to kind of grow. I think that helps too. So yeah. if you kind of know what you're looking for, 
uh, and kind of help them see, hey, you know, I'm not asking that you know, you know, everything about every subject. Does that make yeah. sense? No, totally. And I think, you know, especially in the busyness culture that we live in, um, I think being pretty clear in what you want, like you mm-hmm. were saying, is so important, you know, like just kind of throwing out there, could you mentor me, you know, sometime? Like, right. That's that so vague. <laughs> it doesn't tell me what I'm committing to. Right. Like, do you mean like six months of you living with me or do you mean like coffee once a month? You know, yeah. I think kind of coming yeah. in like knowing I'd really like to meet with someone every other week for about mm-hmm. an hour, hour mm-hmm. and a half. It's like, oh, okay, well, I could commit to that. Like, right. Knowing what I'm actually committing to on the mentor side um, being on the same page on that probably is going to lead to greater success. For sure. Um, you can have a very, and I think some of those can be, um, there was a gal that I just walked with. We walked every other week. It was very informal, but we still had a set schedule. So, mm-hmm. And I liked that. I liked mm-hmm. knowing that every two weeks I was going to walk the, with this gal. I needed the exercise. She needed two exercise. Birds, one it was great. Yeah. You know, so even kind of finding something, you know, um, I've, oftentimes been mentored by um, young moms who they've got so many things that are going on and so I offer to come over and help with bath and bed and they're thrilled and I'm thrilled because the 30 minutes after I get some time with them so I think just kind of maybe even trying to think if there's someone that you would like to be mentored by if you see that is living a life of godliness and you want to learn from them you know help them out by thinking how can I help you Totally, you know, know? Um, and and that's part of even mentoring in and of itself. It's as you go. Right. I had a girl one time that I was meeting with and I was a young mom and um, I had to run to the Apple store for some reason. I was like, look, I know we're supposed to meet, but I got a baby in the back. Can you just ride with me to the Apple store? And honestly, it was five o'clock. So it was like a 30 minute drive there and a 30 minute drive back. And I was like, sweet. We got Mm -hmm. we just chatted and Mm -hmm. it was great. And you know, I, it it wasn't, you know, sitting down in this perfectly curated living room situation, but, but it was like, you're seeing the real, right, the real grind of what I'm doing here. For um, sure. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that. That's yeah. what I, why I said, I mean, I certainly, I love formal mentoring where you're, we're sitting in and we're digging, digging into something, but I've grown so much um, and really learn probably what it means to live a life of godliness through informal mentoring. Mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, I could encourage, you know, the person that's kind of sitting out there, you've still, you haven't given up on this podcast yet, um, that I've grown so much in that yeah. way. And so don't, you don't have to think that you've got to jump in and do some big to do, you know, mm-hmm. jump in by just allowing someone to watch you live, watch you mess up, watch you forgive, um, and watch you turn to Jesus. I mean, that's, that's the biggest win. Girl. I don't know if we could end this podcast on a better note. Um, I want to like retweet what you just said. Um, But I'm just so encouraged. And honestly, I just want to like ask a bunch of people to mentor me and mentor other people now. I just feel like so spurred on. Yay! Um, You have a great track record of doing this to me, of just getting me all fired up. Um, And so I'm so stoked. At least this is a good topic to get fired up about. Sometimes I get fired up about things that maybe not so great, but... So I hope that everyone listening is super fired up to mentor others and to be mentored themselves. Um, Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's just so important. And I I mean, I don't know who I'd be if I hadn't had other women to pour into me. And I know you're the same. For sure. Right Um, there with you. 
So I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for giving your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Spurring us on, sister. Can't wait to see all the new Redeemer mentoring relationships. That's right. Oh, for real. Let us know if you have a mentoring relationship through this. That would be so fun. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, All right. (laughs) Thanks.